1208. Carter Show, Thursday, February 22nd. Just going over the details here. Big 550. Michael's best text line is still 84126. And prepare to be amazed and entertained by the likes of Maximilian Foise and Julie Buck. Hi, guys. Hello. That's a lot of pressure. How are you? Um, pressured. Really? Last yeah. time this week, all three of us on the show. That is true, but we're just ships in the night briefly. Right, but Carney, you've got a big weekend ahead of you. Oh, yeah. Do share. Huge. Um, you know, the carnival is Saturday night, and uh, it's putting out dumpster fires for the next 48 hours. Yeah, a lot of work. Oh, it's exhausting, but you know what? And when it's over, I, every year I say, I, I can't I can't do this again. I got, don't have it in me. I can't do it anymore. And I think this is the 24th year. I think I've said that for about 14 of those years. So Every year about this time, you're like, this is, this is going to be it. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. I'm done. I can't, I can't handle this. And uh, apparently we can handle this. And it's largely because I have an amazing board who does most of the work. And I just get all the credit. So it's kind of like this show <laughs> when you think about it. Sure. Mm-hmm. You guys do all the work and I get all the credit. And you or, get all the money. Or all the trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Uh, 1210, here's here's what we got going. Marshall Brain, um, a schmooze, and Brendan Weesey. And, of course, Captain Paul will be putting on his ship hat. I think we might have Alex Stone as well to talk about the AT&T outage, which I was blissfully unaware with, seeing it, or unaware of, because I've got Mint Mobile. Indeed. And I... Glad you mentioned that because that was going to be our opening conversation. The line, it's in poetry, it's in books, it's in songs. You don't know what you got till it's gone. That's right. And all of, not all of us, but thousands upon thousands of us reminded of that today when your cell phone did nothing. Yeah. I mean, Nicole Genovese, her phone went kaput. And I know that you had some people that are trying to put on this big event Saturday night. Yeah, the chair. The chair. Her phone didn't work. She's and I, I have AT&T, but I wasn't affected. But I think now their phones are back, right? And it's not just AT&T. It's hit them the hardest. But the uh, Verizon has talked about issues. And some of the early numbers, 49,000 AT&T users. Um, about 50% uh, T-Mobile users. Verizon's got about 3,500 affected. And here's the thing. They don't know. Or at least they're not sharing exactly what the problem is. It says, yeah, we got a thing. I don't know. It's weird. We got a thing. And what's funny is there's a movement right now by AT&T, and we talked about this one last week, that they're trying to get rid of landlines. I know. I think this kind of punches a hole in the gut of that argument. It really does. I mean, maybe somebody's messing with them. Maybe the old-fashioned phone company's messing with them. Yeah, because people with landlines, we good. We're good. Leave we us good. alone with our landline. Yeah. We like it. It's hooked up to our security system. Mm-hmm. You've got Carol Buck dialing 
Indonesia, as far as I know. She dials in so many numbers. It's unbelievable. But she always ends up with somebody on the other end of the phone. Hi. (laughs) And I know you're thinking, but I do a lot of work for my car, John. Get a longer cord. There you go. Right. Got to have a backup plan in case of an emergency if the world ends. Don't you want to be able to call someone? Yeah, it's uh, incredible. So the copper wire-based telephone system that's been in place for pretty much as long as phones have been here, they call POTS. You know what POTS stands for? It's a pretty funny acronym. Plain Old Telephone Service. Oh, my gosh. That's good. (laughs) So, yeah, there are reports that it's getting better. They're still working on it, but it does. I wonder how many teenagers lost the use of their phone and thought, oh, mom and dad finally followed through on the threat. Yeah. (laughs) Good point. They finally shut my phone down. Right. Oh, I should have cleaned my room. Darn it. Um, So... There's that, and I dodged that bullet, but along the same lines of you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yesterday, at the Kearney Estate, the microwave shot craps. Oh, no. It works, it lights up, it runs, the turntable spins, it doesn't heat anything. And you just don't know what you got till it's gone when that happens. As of this morning, Woo. it hit me hard. Oh, Those God. are like the two worst things, maybe your the, phone and your microwave. Yeah, coffee pot. Uh, it's been off for a while. It's cold. No problem. I'll zap it, uh, you know, and put it in my travel time to work. Two minutes. No, nothing. So does that mean you have to have the whole thing replaced? I'm not sure. I know I shouldn't touch it. Is it installed in the yeah. in the wall? Uh, Under the cabinet. It's a big ordeal. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's one of those things where you can watch a YouTube video. Got to be electrocuted. Do not try that at home. Yeah. No, I have no plans to. So I'll be uh, calling someone else about that. But it's it's the same thing. I am paralyzed. I can't get the microwave to work. First world problems. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. That's my life. How about you, kids? My life is good. Um, I'm just... How are you doing I'm, from the fall? Oh, I'm doing all right. A little sore, but I'm I'm okay. I'm going to make it. I'm getting ready to do five days with the baby sharks. I'm gearing up. I'm going to do this. I kind of am having... I've got like some self-doubt going on in me that I've lost my mom mode. You know, I mean, I'm an aunt, but no. I, I'm afraid. No. I haven't dipped my toe into the water for 24 hours a day for several days in a row in a very long time. You you still have pediatricians for your boys. Come on. Okay. You, you got this. You think I do? It's innate behavior for you. Okay. I think, I hope so. And then Maybe. tomorrow, come to find out, it is St. Louis City Celebration Day at their school. So hopefully Andy from Hats and Stuff shows up at work soon and during the news I can go over and Buy some items. I think yeah. Hats and Stuff is opening at 2 p.m., so before the show's Perfect. over, you'll be able to have your... Good oh. to go. And then I texted today with Sean McNamara, who is the director of the John O'Leary story on fire, the movie that was filmed here in St. Louis, just towards the end of this past year. And he's got the director's cut ready to go, and he's going to show it to the team, and he says he's just thrilled with the way that it all turned out. 
Cool. So, His name came up with a, uh, in a conversation yesterday I had with a friend of mine who's a director and does movie things. You know, I don't know, different stuff. And he worked with Sean on that and some other things. And he said, Sean's already knee-deep in another movie. Like yeah, that. I don't know how he has that kind of time. That's work ethic I can't even imagine. No. Craziness. Mm-mm. Um, this is a great idea from the 618. John, maybe get a cheap counter microwave at Walmart for emergencies like this. May come in handy. We had one that was from our old house that we just kept for no reason. And when our microwave went out, we were so happy we had it. We almost threw it out like 10 times or gave it away or whatever. But it's not, you can get one for very, very, you can get one very, very expensively. Uh, but now we use our air fryer so much. I would imagine they've come up with a microwave that's also an air fryer, just pushing different buttons or whatever. I'm oh, do... Well, now you're getting into a whole nother level. Of... Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to do a little digging, see what happens. I made air fryer tacos last night. Yeah, we use that thing quite a bit. I'm afraid of it. Uh, I don't know how uh, to work it. I'm literally afraid that like, the steam comes out and I'll be like, <gasps> I just, I don't think I can do it. Air fryer? No, that's the pressure cooker. Like the Instapot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Air fryer is a different deal. Oh, see? This is why I don't cook. No steam. No, it's you're It's too good. scary. Yeah. I don't think I could do it. Can but, you use an Instapot as an air fryer? I don't think so. Huh. They, they <laughs> operate. looking at us like. They operate completely differently. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I don't know. That's why we go out. <laughs> why not? Why not? We, uh, speaking of going out tomorrow, uh, I am. The comics will get in town. And the manager of one of them said he really is a huge foodie. So I poked around and thought, you know, I don't really go out to eat a whole lot. But I'm going to take the boys to Wright's Tavern. Did you get a reservation? Yeah, I'm good. How'd you do that, George Mayhe? Uh He's John Carney, Julie. Bob. Oh. Actually, I dropped her name, Mac. And they said, absolutely good, sir. What, you dropped Julie Buck's name? Yeah. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah. I may be a folding chair in the kitchen, but I'm in the room. It's in so room. good. I yeah. mean, it is, you will die when you, you have to get the crab cake, unless someone has a fish allergy. I saw the crab cake. I it uh, It called to me. And one of the things I liked about it is it's not a 20-page menu. Right. They do, like, 12 things extremely well. I bet. It's so. delish. And save room for dessert. Yes, and thank you, Mr. McGuire, for accommodating us. Much appreciated. 1219, Maxi, uh, contributions? Contributions. What have I been up to in the last 24 hours? Well, uh, I watched a movie called The Return of Bulldog Drummond which was, I think, from 1934, I think. It's a British picture. What you talking and, uh, about, Willis? What do you mean? Well, when I hear Drummond, I think Mr. Drummond oh. from Different Strokes. There you go. I wonder if that's where they got the name. I don't, I don't know. know. No, uh, I don't think but so. But uh, it, was, it was an action crime caper, and I was really struck by how, uh, how fast-paced it was and uh, how the action scenes were so really uh, wonderfully staged. And the end, I'm going to go ahead and give you a spoiler because you guys aren't going to watch it. Uh, at the <laughs> end, 
the villain who's very much in the uh, like a almost a penguin mode of for a uh, uh, like the uh, uh, Batman villain. He's running into this electrified fence to try to get away, and they turn on the juice and they fry him at the Ooh. end. Yeah, and Ooh. I'm like, that's incredible. Uh, so that was a whole lot of fun. And then uh, electrified fans. Yeah. No, probably the biggest thing <laughs> is uh, my review of Lisa Frankenstein, which is a movie that nobody saw that I liked. I wrote a review for it, and that's up now at zekefilm.org. And so I would love everybody to go and give me a couple clicks and uh, check it out. Clickety click. Couple of clicks. And Maximum Movies coming up Saturday. Don't miss that, too. Uh, all right. So there's the uh, preview. A lot of reasons to stay right here. So why don't you do so? Um, my son and I had a conversation, and he had said something about... When, out of nowhere, when are you going into the rest home? No. Maybe I was having trouble getting up the steps or something. He's like, so when are you going into the rest home? Yeah, between the two of us, I'm wearing a back brace and <laughs> you're falling with your coffee. I mean, we got a lot going on Stay here. tuned for the Foise show. I know. Yeah. Exactly. It's a matter of days. <laughs> Last man standing. Uh-huh. Right there. Um, so... So, and then we laughed about it, and I said, you know, I really do have my room picked out at Del Mar Gardens. He's like, do you? I'm like, yeah, I really do. Talk to them. I know exactly where I'm going to go. Hope you come visit me with your kids. Um, But that's pretty much a no-brainer because I am very familiar with their work, with their ethics, with their mission, with their properties, and I wouldn't even think to look anywhere else. I don't expect that of you. I imagine you're going to want to investigate extensively. Makes sense because you're talking about where you're going to spend your golden years or a loved one spending their golden years. Why wouldn't you look everywhere? But I bet that will be the last place that you check out. One of those facilities, they're all over town. They're absolutely beautiful. And the staff is amazing and dedicated beyond belief. Check out the website, see what interests you, and take it from there. Website is delmargardens.com. Carney Show, welcome back. Uh, Bye-bye on the Michael's Path text line. Trying to do better about keeping up with that. You go to the trouble to send us a note. The least I can do is read them. Um, A suggestion from the 618 for my busted microwave. Did you try unplugging it and then plugging it back in? And then they said, is it connected to AT&T? Oh, that's funny. It's cheaper to replace. It's the Magnetron. I totally think you're making that up. Um, yeah. Reheating coffee is carcinogenic, they say. Really? Yeah. Well, then, then you know what? At she this point, co- I just, uh, I, I can't. I'll take my chances. If that's all I do is coffee, and I'll, I mean, that's it. I'll take my chances. Uh, maybe a cheap countertop, which you had also mentioned. Uh, sounds like a door switch. I said you have a cheap countertop? No. 
uh, getting a countertop microwave. Um, I watched a guy make peanut brittle in an air fryer, and I can't believe how much sugar and corn syrup goes in Oh, that's all that's in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And that's why it's good. It's fantastic. Tom, uh, what was the name of the restaurant again? My microwave was too loud. (laughs) Show off. Um, I assume Wright's Tavern. Where and then somebody else says that their son is the bar manager there. Right. It's a really cool, and I don't mean this in the in the wrong way, but oh. may, maybe I shouldn't say it. Maybe not. I. It's just not very. You're committed. It's not very St. Louisy. It's you feel like you're out of town, like in a bigger city somewhere. It's just, it's a vibe. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what it looks like because the last time I was in there, it was. Yves Bar Fair Frere. LaFrere. Yeah. And then Yves. It looks the same. Red velvet Ish. and elk horns on the wall in mirrors. I mean, it was really, I, I mean, I love Zoe, but very eccentric with her decorating. Well, the footprint is the same, but it's more like dark green and you can color on the tablecloth yeah. and stuff like that. It looked like Liberace's house before. Yeah, no. Yeah, it looked, this is strange. Like 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 Moss's. My son and his girlfriend are going there for dinner tomorrow night. To Moss's? No, to uh no night after tomorrow night. Um, for a little date at Wright's. Yeah. Yeah. But at Moss's and we did a live broadcast from the one in Newtown. And it's got a neighborhood bar kind of feel, but there's also big chandeliers over the tables. It's there's yeah. a, so many chandeliers in there. Didn't we count them once? I don't remember what the final tally was, but there are a ton yeah. of chandeliers. Dominic, if you're listening, let us We'd know. like to know. Yes, we would like to know. Uh, an update for you. Remember uh, the George Santos lawsuit against Jimmy Kimmel? Because yeah. Jimmy hurt his feelings having him do a cameo. That was ridiculous. Um, he addressed it. Jimmy addressed it on the show saying, this is like getting sued for paternity by Nick Cannon. Wow. <laughs> well, all, I mean, come on. He's got no leg to stand on, no. George Santos. Probably and not his leg. Probably doesn't have any mon- money. Money. And Jimmy Kimmel is the opposite on both of those. So good luck with that. And he pointed out, too, that uh, uh, Santos being represented by the prestigious law firm of pot, kettle, and black. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was kind of silly. That's pretty funny. Years and years and years and years ago, on this broadcast, when it was a completely different crew, we had a newsman named Colin. And once a week, Colin would come in here and we would go head to head with the most ridiculous headlines that we found in the last seven days. And we'd have a headline off. And Josh would be the judge and pick a winner every week. I really miss doing that. Well, maybe we could start it back up again with the news department. I think that'd be be fun. I kind of feel like the person to do that now would be Paul Kotsky. Because I I would love to to involve him more. And I think him not being a newsman is actually perfect. Should we I ask do, him on the air? So. I do miss Colin, though. Colin was a great guy, and he is a big movie buff. And uh, we, used, we used to love to talk movies. He's a good guy. 
Yeah, and I think the Kopsky plan is a, is a good one. It occurred to me, too. Um, oh, them's fighting words, Carney. And what, uh, yeah, what reminded me of the game was a headline I saw this morning in U.S. New, uh, in the New York Post. I didn't even print the story. I just printed the headline. Chaotic moment. Rookie cop fatally shoots bipolar man armed with plastic fork. Oh. I got to believe that would put me on the board. I mean, sad story, but was it necessary to draw attention to the flatware that he was possessing? No, not in the title. That's I don't simple. think it's good writing. It's but... odd to anybody. Uh, all right, so um, what else? Commander's been fired. I don't know whether you saw that news today. Sad, really. Uh, so Joe Biden has uh, given it to others. I don't know where where he went, but he's no longer in the White House. And you mean him. the dog, yeah. Commander? Yeah, because he bit one of the one of the Secret Service people. He bit one. No. There's 24 documented incidents. Well, look at Hunter. Of dog attacks. And, uh, you know, it's not like just a little nippy nip either. Um, Here's one where Commander clamped down on the arm and thigh of Secret Service agent. Here's Commander biting the back. Of a security technician. How terrifying. Or maybe it was Marv Albert. I don't know. And that's a German Shepherd. Yes. That's a big dog with some sharp teeth. Remember the whole story about the Tarasenko's German Shepherd that was like, I mean, that thing would probably eat your throat out. Literally like. How was that? Nothing. Ah. Just, I'm just saying. That is terrifying. The incidents involved commander were treated as workplace injuries. See, I guess they were, but they were like, okay, you got to go. Everybody's scared to come here because the Cujo might attack you. I had a thought. Why don't they give commander to Ukraine? Well, it's kind of sad for the dog. I mean... I don't know. Wouldn't it be better to give it to Putin because then you'll bite everybody on Putin's staff instead of a He'll country bite we're Putin. trying to help? Maybe mm. he will attack Putin. Better, better idea, Max. Of course, I had that one earlier, too. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, dog's out. Has that ever been an issue with a White House pet being unruly? No, no. because usually it's like cocker spaniels or... You know, little love buggy kind of dogs, right? Now, White House and, kids and family members, lots of issues there. What kind of doodle was the Obama's dog? Was that a Labradoodle? That was a really cute dog. Its name was Bo, I think. I'm going to go with Labradoodle, and I'm impressed by your knowledge of such things. I love a good uh, pet. I do, in, too. In, in representing America. And I, I think would, it's great. I would venture to say that every president had a pet of some sort. Oh, there! Uh, I was just watching a presidential video. There's a, a great YouTube channel called Mr. Beat, B-E-A-T. Yeah. And he's a history teacher. 
and he has he tries to be down the line as far as uh, politics goes, and he just tries to give American history. Yeah, and it is so interesting when he when he but he he does lists where he's he'll talk about the favorite foods of every president or the crusades of, of the first ladies. But he has talked about how there have been at least oh I think two presidents who have not had animals. Of course, famously one of them Donald Trump, who has by his own admission he is not a pet person. Hmm. On the text line, we've got people saying, you, I think it was a golden doodle on the Michael's Bath text line. And somebody else says Labrador and Australian water dog. And then somebody else says, oh, contraire, Obama's dog was a Spanish water dog. And someone else yet ben, again oh, come on. says Obama's dog was a Portuguese water dog. Max, Spanish water dog? No, that's just an animal. It's not a band name. And I do think it was Portuguese. Coming in hot on the text line, Portuguese water dogs. Looks like it wins. I need advice. Yesterday I was at the store, and I was behind a Karen, and it was bad. Julie was at the same store? She had different Karen. Watch it, Max. (laughs) And she got the cashier to come around the counter and look at her cell phone because she's pointing out that it's clearly listed right here that the Clorox was two for ten. Oh, I'd have to walk away. You rang them up as four dollars a piece. Oh, I'd have to leave. So that gets rectified, and no sooner is that done, she's like, "Well, that's not the kind of grapes that I got. You wrote them up as the seedless Concords." Oh. And, when, and and this went on. For no less than 10 to 15 minutes. Now the line's about eight deep because <laughs> cat, for some reason, the grocery stores man their cash registers with two people max. Because I don't think they have enough employees. I guess. So I was truly tempted to say, um, Whatever that is that you're looking for, how about I pay for it? Yes, I would do that. And you can go. How about here's $20 for you to vaporize? And I lost my nerve. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been a great TikTok for later if you would have filmed it. Uh, You know, like this. Doesn't that just make your blood boil? Yeah, it's taking all this time and I'm thinking I could shorten it for what would probably cost me about four bucks. And I couldn't pull the trigger. I could not pull the trigger. So ashamed. I wish you would have. Yeah, I'm kicking myself. I wish I had. I wish I knew her name. I'd say it right now on the air. I think we already know her name. Karen and her husband with her, and he looked pretty browbeaten. Oh, that poor guy. Yeah. Mr. Karen. And he's mouthing to me, help me. (laughs) He's giving you that hand signal that, like, I'm in distress. Help me. Being held against my will. (laughs) It's uh, 1240. Let's take a break and see what's going on in Hollywood with a little something-something we call the schmooze. This is really cute. Meryl Streep and Martin Short grab dinner together again... After, and they're both single, 
after they've been denying the dating rumors, they've been spotted out to get to dinner again. It's Aww. been several times, and I love this. This is like the hot new couple alert. I'm thinking about the math, and isn't she significantly older than he is? No. I don't believe so. I'm just guessing. They're, I mean, but in the photos, they're both smiling, and they just look like... I don't know, two young kids kicking it, having fun. Love wants what it wants. And they had that playful behavior go- during the award show earlier this year where they sat by each other and everybody was thinking, you know. Martin Short is 73 years old. Yeah. And uh, Meryl Streep is a much older 74. Oh, yeah. Cougar. But she just got a divorce and se- or secretly separated anyway. It's not so secret anymore. But they've been away from each other for six years and before that, they were married for 40 years, and he's a widower. So I think this is kind of adorbs. Maybe it's just me. Well, and they're both know. incredibly respected in their fields. He's one of the most beloved comedians, and she's Meryl Streep. Right. I mean, come on. Really the most doesn't nominated get better actor than, too of Too bad time. they can't have a baby. Well, they, they could adopt. I know, but I mean, like, the, the two of them and their chops, you know? <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> you know, like... No, I'm just saying, like, the two of them with their genetics. Are you okay? Yeah. All right. I'm okay. Just checking. I mean, I think so. Why you, do you ask me that? I worry about you. You oh. look shorter somehow. That, <laughs> well, that I definitely am. Okay, so how much should you have spent on Valentine's Day? Would you say that $16,000, if a man spent $16,000 on a woman for Valentine's Day, like, to me, the uh, alarm bells would go off. <laughs> it's a little scary, but that's what Travis Kelsey spent on Taylor Swift for Valentine's Day. And here's how it breaks down. $7,000 in roses. I'm sure he went to WKF.com. Sure. Uh, over $1,000 on a Dior beret. 5100 on a medium Bottega bag. How much on the beret again? Over a thousand. That's a hat, right? Right. It's a little like okay. Pepe Le Pew. Chapeau. Um, eleven hundred dollars on a wide rim straw hat, and then a an Hermes scarf for thirteen hundred dollars. That Bargain. sounds Must that's kind of gr- creepy. I don't know. I feel like he's overplaying his hand here, but he has arrived in Sydney, Australia, and they are, in fact, reunited. Adorbs. They went to the zoo in Sydney yesterday. Max said her show is tonight. Are you sure you're okay? (laughs) I don't know. We'll just see what happens with these two. But he's staying in her suite where they're paying $25,000 a night. Like, what could the suite include? Room service. Okay. I mean, how much can you eat? Turn down service. They probably don't even eat carbs. They're probably not hitting the mini bar. I don't know. Um, Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles, spoke out last week in defense of her daughter's entrance into country music. And she said her family went to rodeos every year. And she just wants people to know that. So Beyonce is a legit cowgirl. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel might be abandoning his late night posts in a few years at the at the, at the the show, at the night show, whatever it's called. What is it? Now you've got me all the flustered. The Tonight Show? No, it's not no, Jimmy it's Kimmel. Late Night. Late Jimmy night. Kimmel. Yeah, oh, I couldn't yeah. think of it. I got Kimmel and Fallon mixed up. Um, he said that he thinks this is his final contract and that he would ride off into the sunset like after all this. all of those shows will go away. 
You do. Oh, it's, because it's not like it used era. to be. Yeah. yeah. Nobody watches them. Agreed. Julius Irving, uh, Dr. J is 74 today. Drew Barrymore, Max is 49. It's oh. her B-Day. Yeah, that makes sense because my birthday is next week and she's three years older than me. Isn't that cute? Not a stalker or anything. James Blunt is 50. And what else did I have to tell you? You know, in TV news, there's not a whole lot going on unless you're into Avatar. The last airbender on Netflix, it drops today. I don't, I don't know. You weren't going to talk about when? Uh, no. Um, I was, but I decided against oh, okay. it. But you can if you want no, to. No, I just won't have it ready to go. I That's have. fine. Um, Didn't Airbender bomb in the theater? They made a live-action movie that M. Night Shyamalan directed, and it was a huge failure. But now this is a live-action series instead. The original is a cartoon, yeah. and so they think that some people won't watch it because it was a cartoon. I actually watched all the cartoons. I like it. I heard the cartoons are phenomenal. Yeah. I've never seen it. Wonderful. Uh, people say this live-action version is awful again, so they just can't get it right. Just, so just watch the cartoon if you want to see it. Let's right. keep doing it. It's That's it from Hollyweird. Now we go to the homemade jokes fresh out the oven with John Carney. Right. What do we got? Stuff. Here we go. A uh, Pennsylvania truck driver with over 600 warrants was arrested in Ohio. Keith Sumner, check out these numbers. 649 warrants uh, for his arrest. 322 of those are felonies. 327 of those are misdemeanors related to theft. Police believe that as an over-the-road truck driver, uh, he may be in the Columbus area. He was taken into custody without incident earlier, but later released. And again, those numbers are staggering. 600 warrants, 322 felonies, 327 misdemeanors. I mean, come on. Those are Trump numbers, baby. Those are band names. Ooh. What, Trump number? No, all of those 329 misdemeanors. He's They're playing at the pageant. He's yeah, tough today. No, we have to. We have to. We have too many. Okay. He's tough today. All right, fine. Sports-related note: Kansas City Royals join, joining the growing number of Major League Baseball teams with jersey advertisements, and their sponsor will be a very recognizable one for St. Louisans. Wednesday, the Royals announced a partnership with Quick Trip. The bright red patch will appear on the player's front-facing sleeve for maximum television exposure. They also plan to add Slim Jims and slushies in the dugout. So that should help the players. President Joe Biden, maybe you've seen him on TV. Joe Biden. He's called Russian President Vladimir Putin a crazy SOB during a fundraiser for his re-election campaign last night. Biden also took aim at former President Donald Trump's comments, comparing himself to the Russian opposition leader who died last week in an Arctic prison. When I heard Biden say that, I almost fell down. Or wait, he almost fell Somebody almost fell down. I think all three of you almost fell down. Yeah. Uh, and Jill came tumbling after from what I understand. <laughs> Oh. Okay, that's where you that's should end. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Again, the assistance is invaluable. Boeing says the head of its 737 jetliner program is leaving the company immediately. I bet. Yeah. Paving the way for the aircraft maker to appoint new leadership. At the trouble division, Ed Clark had been with Boeing for 18 years. He was asked either to resign or ride in one. He left. 
finally, closer to home. A reality TV star who became us after appearing on the VH1 show Basketball Wives, headed to prison after apologizing to a judge for not showing up on time to begin her sentence. British Ciara Williams, sentenced in October to four years in prison after pleading guilty to a variety of frauds. Prosecution said the case was a slam dunk. I let myself out. So long. It's uh, 12.54. Do we have to sell more stuff? This is a popular program. Go right ahead. Time can make you blind, but I see you now. Are you going to go to this show? Probably. It's in the fall with Sting. Yeah. It should be a good show. Good show. I haven't been to a concert at Bush uh, since Paul McCartney, and before that it was super jam shows in the 70s really yeah i went to the kenny chesney show a couple summers ago and we had a blast yeah and it actually plays pretty well for a you know concert venue it does you wouldn't think that really yeah kind of strange because of its roundness see the band out in the field it'd be fun to have a game going on while somebody was performing well they they have (laughs) the stage outside at ballpark village where they have local bands and things come through and yeah but i mean on the field like in center field have the band playing while there's a baseball you can game tell you happening. didn't play baseball as a kid i did I you did, did yeah i got pictures i can show you uh, if you'd like i think i'm all right i had fomo the other day when my mom and my rookie card and my friend trish went out to the abbey oh, i love this place marketplace at the abbey for your home for gifts for interior design getting your home ready for Easter, which is in March this year. So it is time, game on. They've got these gorgeous, vibrantly colored vases. Now, that's a band name, I, if I do say so myself. I You don't get to. It's, I guess. The, you can see cheap. those on their Instagram, by the way, the Abbey. Uh, I'm telling you, this place is spectacular. They've got the Abbey baby section. And my friend recently became a grandmother. And so she they and my mom. Infants? Really cute baby clothes and oh, blankies clothes. and little stuffies and all kinds of cute stuff Dude, plus joke. and then my mom loves the ladies clothing department and so do i i carry that fur bag faux fur bag over there in the corner that's from the abbey i thought that was your cat no laura wilson gave me that bag oh. i love it and the inside of it is silky camo i mean i can't stop with the band names no silky it's camo? a no Silky Ugh. Camo. Won't do it. Okay. CR Lane Custom Furniture. The Abbey is so big when it comes to that because they have all these ladies there that are designers and they can help you order it, pick it out from over 800 different fabrics. There is so much happening at the Abbey. Spring is in full swing at the Abbey. And if you're wondering where they're located, they used to be in Morrison Woods. Now they're still on Manchester Road, but just west of 141. Swing in there and Maybe if not today, over the weekend. I promise you will love it and let me know what you think. You can find out more online, marketplace at theabbey.com. Did you say spring is in full swing? Why not? Just the alliteration was fantastic. Well, I do what I can. I like it. I was up at what time this morning coming up with that? Are you up at 7 too? Yeah. Yeah. Hardest working people in showbiz. It's the Carney Show. We are indeed. And it shows. Um. I think everybody knows that staying alive is the rhythm you should use if you're doing CPR. Yep. Um, 
And that's pretty much the one that's passed around and generally accepted. They, I don't know where I got this from, USA Today. They put out a list of, you know, there's other songs. If you can't remember Staying Alive, weren't a disco guy, here are some other choices that you could also use for the CPR beats per minute mimic. Dancing Queen by ABBA. Girls Just Want to Have Fun by Cindy Lauper. I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor. Apparently it's a disco thing. You're all the confusing way me. And gonna, then and then out of nowhere. I'm gonna kill somebody. Out of nowhere, Sweet Home Alabama by Leonard Skinner. Huh? huh? I don't think any of those work. I, I would just you're right, people are gonna die left and right. Let's stick with staying alive. Plus the song title matters. Staying alive. Live. And it's I, easy to I'm gonna be like, wait, was that ABBA? What was I supposed to do? I mean, I would overthink that to the yeah. max. I'm just the messenger. Just, just passing along. Yeah. One seven. Hey, you. Welcome back to the program. It is Thursday. Uh, it is Julie's Friday, but since she's not going to be here tomorrow, I'm not going to be outdone. So I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I'll be on the air, though. I'm going to go to Collinsville, the woodworking show. Oh, that'll be fun. Long as I don't touch any of the tools, I think things should go fairly well. And I'd put money down that there will be a McGraw sighting. Well, I would think this is like, you know, this is like if there was a restaurant show and Carney didn't show up. The woodworking show, I would imagine, is kind of made for McGraw. The restaurant If there was a show. comic book show, Max would be there. If it was BravoCon in St. Louis, I should be there. I mean, the, the list goes on. We all have our thing. Indeed. And the restaurant show, of course, where I, I invented the... The mojito. Uh, the mojito. Exactly. How could you forget? How could... You won't let me. Uh, Marshall Braid's coming up later. Also, Alex Stone joins us <laughs> to explain what the heck... Everyone is saying, can you hear me now? We'll get to the bottom of it. I think it's all fixed. Maybe not. Let me know. Michael's Bath text line, if you're still having issues with that, 84126. Although you wouldn't be able to because your phone wouldn't work. Unless you can connect to Wi-Fi. Yeah, I think that still worked for everybody. Because AT&T was advising people this morning to make your calls on Wi-Fi, which how many people I don't gonna, even I don't even know how you do that. How many people are going to drop AT&T after after today? Well, Verizon and T-Mobile both uh, reporting outages, too. So it must I, be a tower, right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. What's going That's on. why we'll talk to the newsman. We just everybody don't stick your phone in rice. We learned that this mm-hmm. week. Thanks to John Carney. See, That's why you listen. That's why you listen, because you learn stuff. Um, and stuff mostly that will do nothing for you. Um, congratulations to Logan Abney and Tiana Elstock of Cincinnati because they recently tied the knot. And the reason I mention it, I don't know them, but we hear stories about People getting married in pretty much every fast food restaurant. 
You know, there was a white castle. castle yeah, yeah, yeah. McDonald's. All sorry, boy. Um, <laughs> so this couple got <laughs> married in the bathroom of a gas station. Ew. I would avoid a gas station bathroom at all costs. Would you go to that reception? No. I mean, are there Slim Jims? I was, yeah. I like the the store's bathroom went online for a big red button that causes a disco ball to switch on and play dance music. Did somebody clean it first? I don't. I, I would, hope so. I would hope. I would hope so. Tiana from the first dance in this disco bathroom. A sentence never uttered before. Um, I hope to hop through life with you, she said. Uh, Something's wrong with these people. <laughs> through the funk beats and the mellow melodies, every rhythm in life. Yeah. Couple press the red button. And it smells like Febreze in here. And at the end of the ceremony, nice people. shared their first dance. I think it's adorable. I don't. It's like, okay, check. You got the rings? Yeah. You got the key on the cinder block? Yeah. <laughs> this is, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was too afraid to look it up. You honestly. think it's great? I think it's great. Good for them. I, you know, if obviously. I'd rather get married in the parking lot. They wanted to get attention, and I would imagine this did this. And the Today Show will probably run a clip of it in the morning. It's great to find someone who has similar interests. <laughs> and what would that be? Flushing? Uh, <laughs> gas station bathrooms. <laughs> now, if that's not a bad Yeah, I know. This is a I, stupid This is game. really... You know, we're, we're, we're taking a break. I have a moratorium on them. Wow, you're just running a tight ship here, Maximilian. Yeah, I, somebody has to. True My story. Lord. Inmates running the asylum over here. Anybody want to talk to Logan or Tiana? No. Kind of. <laughs> Ask them what they're thinking. No? Sure. So where do you honeymoon after a big... Uh, 7-Eleven's bathroom? Ceremony like that. <laughs> Duncan's yeah. bathroom? Or Wrigley Field where they have the big trough. Oh, gross. Oh, man. I've used that. Yeah. Ew. It's an it, it's an experience. Yes, it you, is. You have too, right, John? It's, yes, yes, I have. And the, what what's the frat uh, pledging thing where you have to jump and dive into it? That that's that a thing, right? Not familiar. That should be illegal. And you're shoulder to shoulder with a bunch of people you don't know. Disgusting. And I looked another tip for you from your uncle Johnny, and you find yourself in that position. Just utter loud enough for the people around you. Oh, I hate this burning. And problem solved. Everybody everybody moves away. You're so disgusting. Everybody moves away. On the Michael's Bath text line, I'm guessing the honeymoon was at a rest stop. Yeah. Uh, that'd be nice. Funny. Pretty adorbs. Kind of like talk to them. <laughs> See if they were related before that. Um... You know, and you brought it up to me several times and reminded me that I have no tolerance for hot sauce. Oh, my gosh. It's like he's going to do it again, and then he just breaks out in a sweat and starts breathing heavy and eating chicken wings or whatever it so is. So I guess you guys have not had Tabasco sauce scorpion? 
I just picked up a bottle of Scorpion. Yeah. Give some to Carney. Tell him it's a, ketchup. See what happens. I wouldn't do that to Carney. I wouldn't because it's not messing around. If we, you wouldn't. I would totally do that to him. But sometimes I just got to because the underlying flavor of what I'm eating makes it worth the effort. The, the, the texts keep coming. Reception in the Bucky's restroom. You know, Bucky's popped into my head. I'm thinking, oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, Enough room for a couple hundred uh, guests. Mm-hmm. And what do you serve? Slim Jims. I think back to the Slim Jims. Maybe give everybody some gum or something. Back to the hot sauce. The Guinness sauce. World Records have crowned a new winner for the hottest pepper. It is not what matters. Um, the Scoville rating is what they use to determine the heat of something. Jalapenos registered about 2,500. Cayenne pepper comes in at about 30,000. Pepper X comes in at 2,693 on the Scoville. You guys ever watch Hot Ones? Yes. That's great. Where the guys eat the wings. And I mean, it can be them. dangerous, like for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen to what's happened here to a couple people that did have the Pepper X. One guy, I was feeling the heat for three and a half hours. Then the cramps came. I went to the emergency room with severe headache just days after eating it. Brain scans revealed constricted arteries. And another person reported having an acute cerebral stroke. Why are you doing this? I don't understand. (laughs) Why do you do this? I always thought it was Carolina Reaper, but that that just got bumped. It's the Pepper X. I remember doing a, a a hot pepper contest on the air with a oh. different show. It's a wacky radio thing, exactly. And uh, their news guy and me, we 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 had, we, had, we had ghost peppers in studio, and they kept telling us, "Do not touch the peppers with your bare fingers. Like yeah. use these gloves or use a paper towel." Because if you towel. touch your eye, the oil right. gets on your hands. Yeah. So I had these gloves, and we're trying to slice it and everything. The news guy, I guess, just didn't take it seriously and just picked it up and put it in his mouth and then later on yes did touch his eyes had to wash out his eye it was a horrible burning pain like being pepper sprayed so it's exactly like being pepper proceed with caution in don't proceed i won by the way i'm sure did you good work very proud of you max gotta have goals and they do have these contests all the time Pepper X just hitting the scene. I hope people don't do uh, contests with that. Where do you buy it, and is there an age minimum? You know, that's a really good question. I'm going to Google it. Uh, I'm sure there's probably something you have to sign, some kind of waiver. But Reapers, which are fairly hot, I mean, they come in at number two at this point. Those are pretty common for the pepper eating contests. If you're wondering who holds the record of the most Reapers, it's a guy in Melbourne, Australia, who goes by Gregory Iron Guts Barlow. In one sitting, he ate 160 Reapers. Hmm. 
Second place, Dustin Atomic Menace Johnson of Las Vegas at 122. I I have a little Tabasco and I have to take a nap. I'm just I'm just not your guy. But anyway, there you go. Because you were dying to know that information. Again, throwing you stuff you didn't realize you even cared about. Every Wednesday, we bring in Johnny Law, and maybe you've been injured by a pepper. <laughs> I hope not. And they didn't tell you it was a hot pepper. Well, that's a personal injury matter. Oh, what on earth would you do about that if you were seeking compensation for pain and anguish and cramps? You call Brown and Crouppen, say somebody slipped me one of these peppers. I don't know if they take the case. But you know what? They'll tell you right off the bat. This isn't going to win. Don't bother. But if they believe in your case, as you do, they will fight tooth and nail. Because the only way they're compensated is if you get compensated. Free consults, just phone call away. 314-222-2222. Online, getbc.com. I remember... Choice of, a, choice of a lawyer, big decision, not to be made solely by advertisement. Just mentioned, that used to be the Trinidad Maruga Scorpion. But the new one, Pepper X. And to give you some idea of its level of heat, um, the Scoville rating is what they use to determine the heat of something. Jalapenos registered about 2,500. Cayenne pepper comes in at about 30,000. Pepper X comes in at 2,693 on the Scoville. You guys ever watch Hot Ones? Yes. That's great. Where the guys eat the wings. And I mean, it can be dangerous, like for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, listen to what's happened here to a couple people that did have the Pepper X. One guy, I was feeling the heat for three and a half hours. Then the cramps came. I went to the emergency room with severe headache just days after eating it. Brain scans revealed constricted arteries. And another person reported having an acute cerebral stroke. Why are you doing this? I don't understand. <laughs> Why do you do this? I always thought it was Carolina Reaper, but that just got that just got bumped. It's the Pepper X. I remember doing a a, a hot pepper contest on the air with a oh. different show. It's a wacky radio thing. Exactly. And uh their news guy and me, we 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 had, we, had, we, had, we had ghost peppers in studio and they kept telling us do not touch the peppers with your bare fingers. Like yeah. use these gloves or use a paper towel. Cuz if you towel. touch your eye the or oil right. gets on your hands. Yeah, so I had these gloves and we're trying to slice it and everything the news guy, I guess just didn't take it seriously and just picked it up and put it in his mouth. And then later oh, on, mouth. yes, did touch his eyes, had to wash out his eye. It was a horrible burning pain, like being pepper sprayed. So It's exactly like being pepper sprayed. Proceed with caution. In do Don't proceed. I won, by the way. I'm sure. Did you? Good work. Very proud of you, Max.
Got to have goals. And they do have these contests all the time. Pepper X just hit in the scene. I hope people don't do uh, contests with that. Where do you but, buy it, and is there an age minimum? You know, that's a really good question. I'm going to Google it. Uh, I'm sure there's probably something you have to sign, some kind of waiver. But Reapers, which are fairly hot, I mean, they come in at number two at this point. Those are pretty common for the pepper eating contest. If you're wondering who holds the record of the most Reapers, it's a guy in Melbourne, Australia, who goes by Gregory Iron Guts Barlow. In one sitting, he ate 160 Reapers. Hmm. Second place, Dustin Atomic Menace Johnson of Las Vegas ate 122. I I have a little Tabasco and I have to take a nap. I'm just I'm just not your guy. But anyway, there you go. Because you were dying to know that information. Again, throwing you stuff you didn't realize you even cared about. Every Wednesday, we bring you Johnny Law, and maybe you've been injured by a pepper. <laughs> I hope not. And they didn't tell you it was a hot pepper. Well, that's a personal injury matter. Oh, what on earth would you do about that? If you were seeking compensation for pain and anguish and cramps, I call Brown and Crouppen. Say somebody slipped me one of these peppers. I don't know if they'd take the case. But you know what? They'll tell you right off the bat. This isn't going to win. Don't bother. But if they believe in your case, as you do, they will fight tooth and nail. Because the only way they're compensated is if you get compensated. Free consults, just phone call away, 314-222-2222. Online, getbc.com. I remember, choice of, a, choice of a lawyer, big decision, not to be made solely by advertisement. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Carol Baskin. Just keep dancing. Go exotic. Special edition of Tiger Talk. Go exotic. We're going to take a little trip through the jungles this time, and we want y'all to travel with us. That tiger's running so fast, going to take a few quarters to catch him. A tiger print rug in your studio? Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. Fed him to tigers, they snack it. What's happening? Carol Baskin. Yo, exotic. Oh, the we've missed you. We have missed you. This is every day. And I don't know why. During we, COVID. This yeah, was our just, COVID breakthrough. Once in a while we play it, even if we don't have a Joe Exotic story. A Joe Exotic story. Well, no, story. I have to wait for this to end. Oh, okay. Joe Exotic. I was unaware. Well, um, okay. But I do have one. Okay. It's not a big one. It ties into a story you had in the schmooze yesterday about Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, you know? yeah. And the blackout tattoos on his torso. Uh-huh. He's so, a cutie pie. Uh, 
The story reads like this. Remember Joe Exotic? Joe Exotic. Thank you. The openly gay, openly bats, crazy tiger breeder who captured America's pandemic adult heart with the bizarre Netflix docuseries Tiger King only to wind up in prison for breaking all the laws. Carol Baskin. Indeed. (laughs) Well, he's got a bit of a crush, apparently. Machine Gun Kelly. Remember him? Get me out of here. <laughs> um, well, Exotic. Yo, Exotic. Kind of into the guy. He commented on an Instagram post, which revealed the tattoo Machine Gun Kelly did, uh, writing a tiger and a bit of meth and you would be mine. Ew. Oh, my Lord. Oh, yeah. my God. I was unaware so, wow. Where that was going. Joe Exotic laying Joe out Exotic. there. I want you. What did he mean by that? <laughs> what, what do you think you meant? Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to the two of them. And if uh, Joe ever gets out, um, I think they could live happily ever after. Oh, dear. Just keep dancing. That's what you got to do. That is what you got to do. Not much of a story, but it gave us uh, it gave us an excuse to play the open. It did, and this just coming in hot on the text line eight four one two six the Michaels Baths text line. Bucky's has the cleanest bathrooms ever. Good to know. Okay, if you're ever in a situation, you got to pull over and you got to choose between Walgreens or Bucky's. Go Bucky's. And if you're late to the party, uh, we were talking about it as a result of a couple getting married in a gas station bathroom. It's a, a long story that had a disco ball. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure the story was longer than the marriage is going to be, but uh, who am I to judge? Uh, it is, oh, I judge all the time. It's 128. KFC rolling out something else disgusting. Remember they gave us the sandwich, but the the bun was I used chicken. to think it was so good when I was a little kid, and there was the one on Brentwood Boulevard for a million years. Yeah. I just think it used to be good. And it was so good, and now I you think. try it as an adult. I know. And it's nasty. I used to think it was a treat. You get the bucket and everything. Yeah, and it was I, like, Mom, please, right. that coleslaw, the way that that hit with the mashed Biscuits, potatoes, hashtag fat kid. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I make that coleslaw, and it has so much sugar in it, you oh, wouldn't well, believe that's, it. Really? Yeah. I mean, a ton... That's like the main ingredient besides cabbage. You're kidding me. No. Well, that's why it tastes good. But it's fantastic. My grandmother used to say, is it good? Yes. Well, then it's fattening. (laughs) She wasn't wrong. KFC has rolled out so many dishes that they, they they should just say, come here. We'll get you fat. That should be. We'll clog your utter. That should be... We'll clog your arteries and you'll pay us. The slogan, a couple years ago, there was a uh, a test done to determine what was the most fattening and caloric fast food item of any of the restaurants. Way to ruin everybody's fun. Well, I don't know if anybody even (laughs) orders this. Do you remember KFC rolled out the bowl? Oh, yeah. Where it's like, here's all the stuff we have. We're going to put it in this, stir it up, and send you on your way. Yep. Then KFC did the try our chicken sandwich. But our chicken sandwich is different because the buns are chicken. Yeah, the double down. So, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Ooh. 
You got chicken with chicken and chicken. Ever have one, Maxie? No. I don't no. believe you. I think you did. You called it the double down. Well, I remember the ad campaign, but the idea oh. of having four chicken patties on one another, no, thank you. So, no, I, n- I never ordered it. Chicken on chicken with a side of chicken. Mm-hmm. I think what chickens do in their spare time is none of our business. The uh, text line does say double down and was spectacular. All right. Here's the latest course thing from them. It's the cheesa. Just what you would expect. The cheesa. C-H-I-Z-Z-A. And apparently it's been going crazy in the Philippines. It's been there for like eight years. What is it? Ready? Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Two extra crispy fried chicken fillets beneath a layer of zesty marinara, melty mozzarella, and crispy pepperoni. It's a cheesa. A cheesa? And I've got heartburn just telling you about it. It's a strange name. I guess it means chicken pizza. I was yeah. going to say because if it's a cheesa, every pizza is a cheesa. Good point. Thank you. Good point. You had that thought earlier, though. But uh, no, actually, it never occurred to me. 13 years they've had it in the Philippines and it's come to the U.S. Oh, lucky us. Have yourself a cheese and report back. Or I'll try it because I like uh, a McRib. It's so, all part of the job. It is, really. Field research. It's taking one for the team. It's taking one for the team. We got a break or can we uh, prattle on aimlessly? You got a couple more minutes. I think you could do another two, three minutes before we have to take a break. All right. Thank you. I wanted to talk about jewelry. I know that that's shocking to you. No. To have me talk about diamonds. Not really. They are a girl's best friend. Oh. Go ahead. No. Do it. I couldn't possibly. Yeah, you don't make me sing. I couldn't. And Genovese Jewelers, the place to go for diamonds. All right, I got to take my Uh, headphones off. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Wow. Thank you so much. So channeling Carol Channing. I was the Carol Channing stand in. I don't know whether you know that. I believe you. (laughs) You were her stunt double, or she was yours. I don't know. Somewhere in there. But diamonds are a girl's best friend. And if you want to win your way back to her heart, go to Genovese Jewelers. They will take excellent care of you. Maybe you want to you know, make that center stone expand a little bit. It is possible. You can go in, you can trade in, you can upgrade. You might take those diamond stud earrings and add some jackets to them or maybe um, make those a little bigger too. I mean, everybody loves that, right? Sure, it's sentimental, it's beautiful, it's wonderful. But to go back in and to get to recreate and to imagine your new wedding ring would be, I mean, so much fun. I would love to do that. In fact, I've got a friend of mine who was going in today, another friend going in to see Nicole getting an anniversary ring, and I cannot wait to see it in person. I've seen pictures, let me just say that. Yeah. And it looks gorgeous. I can't wait to see in person with my own two eyes. Some bling, bling, bling. The place to go, Genovese Jewelers, just west of 270 on Olive, and always online to GenoveseJewelers.com. I love it down there. I love spring training. I love it, how relaxed everybody is and but that's how one the thing. You're there. fans get access. Right. If you're there, there it's going to feel different. But if you're watching from our perspective. You're like, let's go. Let's Come go. on. Right. Let's get the real deal I on the road. I cannot tell you 
how many bosses I have gone to at radio stations and said, oh, let's do a live broadcast from spring training. Crickets. Well, you can't unless you have the rights. I mean, but I, you were at a place where they did have the rights. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. Crickets. Never got to go. Really? Yeah. In all these years? All these years. And I kept, I probably stopped asking about it. Well, you can go ago. on your own. Yeah, but I'd rather have a radio station pay for it. Well, yeah, in a perfect world. <laughs> it's how I roll. So, And soccer starting on Tuesday, first home game. We, we had the, the first home game a couple of nights ago, Champions Cup. It's separate from the regular season, but it's still a big deal, an opportunity to play for a trophy and City got a win, a dramatic win in the last couple of minutes, two to one over Houston. Those two teams will play again Tuesday to decide that two game series. But that's in the Champions Cup. The MLS season begins Saturday at home against Salt Lake. And actually, they just played last night against Lionel Messi and uh, Inter Miami down in Florida. So they're sort of on a short week. St. Louis is on a short week. Should be very interesting. But if, I mean, Tuesday, we'd call it a dress rehearsal or like a preseason finale like you would yeah. in any other sport. But Tuesday's game did count. It matters in this Champions Cup tournament. But maybe it was the final dress rehearsal for all of the pomp and circumstance that will certainly be there Saturday because it was a midweek game. It wasn't the actual MLS, so there were some good seats available. It wasn't officially a sellout, but it will be Saturday. It will be packed. It'll be wild down at City Park, and that will be the official kickoff of the MLS season. Battlehawks about to fire it up as well. There you go. <laughs> about to fire it up as well. Uh, they've opened the upper bowl. Because there is so much interest. A ton of interest, and that was for season tickets. So now we're at the stage of single game tickets. I think they're going up for sale today. And this comes just a, uh, what, I think yesterday or the day before, they announced their final staff, their final coaching staff under head coach Anthony Becht. Uh, Both of their coordinators come back, and a couple of new assistant coaches on the team but uh, exciting times I uh maybe I'm on an island with this but I I think their process this year of starting the season several weeks after the NFL season comes to a close I think is better it leaves people wanting more instead of last year it started the the next week Super Bowl ends we're right into what was the XFL Now it's the UFL. I, I think the, the the stage will be properly set. You're going to be the only spring league in town. There's there's not two competing leagues, and I think the BattleHawks are in a very advantageous <gasps> spot of uh, of being. The, I mean, obviously they're the team that the league wants to play well. They want to see St. Louis play well because you know the crowds are going to be big. The championship game will be held in St. Louis. Um, it, it's it's strange to be in that spot. That, that certainly wasn't the case in the NFL, but in this UFL, everybody wants St. Louis to be successful. Okay, so Ricky Prohl is back as an assistant, according to our text line from the 314, uh, and his son played for the team last year. His other son, Brendan, this is sports-related, but right. he is on American Idol, and he's uber-talented, and he used to play for the Minnesota Vikings. Right. And it's kind of a fun follow to watch on American Idol. It's on Sunday nights. 
and there's a Ricky Prohl aspect to this whole thing, and that ties into the Battle Hawks. So that made me want to let you know. Uh-huh. Well, I actually, I, so I don't, I don't think Ricky is. The text line is saying that he's back no, as no. an assistant. No, 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 it says is. Oh, is Ricky Prohl? Oh, you're right. So I don't think he is, and Might there be. was, um, there was some talk that that would was probably not going to be the case this year, but that doesn't make the Ricky Prohl. Who, which which Prohl is singing an on American Idol? The one of the boys that played for, I think, is it Blake? Blake Prohl. Yeah. But I understand he's very good. So good, good looking. He's got the whole package. I think he'll he'll do really well. He did play for the Vikings for a little while, and he got terribly injured, like really bad, and and suffered through that whole recovery. And now he's. He's going to, I mean, how many talents can one person have? You can play pro football. Welcome to my world. I know. Yeah. Carney has to deal with this kind of stuff all the time. Multi-talented. I, what, any truth to the rumor that I'm hearing that Bill Belichick is going to come coach the Battle Hawks? <laughs> <laughs> no, no yeah. truth to those rumors. And Can we start one right now? Right now. Hey. Bill Belichick and the Battle Hawks? They have a great coach That's already. That's a band name. No, Bill Belichick and the Battle Hawks. Belichick and the Battle Hawks. And we have a, we, Hawks, and we have yeah. a great coach for the Battle Hawks. It'll be a second year with them. He's got a great amount of passion for this team. We don't need uh, the Emperor coming in to be our coach. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too. Wow. I wouldn't be too thrilled. About Somebody that. doesn't have season two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the Blues? Don't want to overlook them. Kind of ups and downs, more downs than ups. More lately. downs than ups lately. So their young rookie that just got uh, called up yesterday is probably going to make his NHL debut tonight. Uh, Boldich, probably screwing up the name, but uh, first round pick of a couple of years ago, and I think they're excited about uh, his potential. And at this point, I think you'd love to see. Some of the younger guys like Jake Neighbors, who has made just an enormous imprint on this year's team, um, you know, continue to make an impact with this group. I'm all about the Blues. Just if, if it's a matter of just hanging on that bubble for the next couple of months, I, I I hope the I hope the upper management gives them a chance to make the playoffs. There are probably going to be trades made. There are probably guys off this current roster that will be dealt away, but. How many guys stay in place? How many guys are around to still give it a go? Two weeks, I think that's the big question for me because I think the Blues do certainly have some players that would be attractive uh, to move to another team to, to maybe bring some younger pieces back. So that'll be a very uh, a fascinating uh, run here for for Doug Armstrong and, uh, and the Blues. So what have you heard about the story that Bill Belichick is going to be the athletic director at Mizzou? This is that, how rumors now, really do start. This, I'm just the, telling you, this is how. Well, Carney's Carney's got his finger on the pulse here. This would make uh, this would make a ton of sense. So it actually really wouldn't at all. <laughs> I think it'd be terrible. But um, it, it doesn't make it any less uh, aggravating. Just when it it feels like you think Mizzou has it all figured out, Desiree gets just glowing reviews on how she works with. Uh, the uh, with with all the coaches there at Mizzou with with the administration putting together a sports department uh, that really has things on the up and up. Mizzou wins the Cotton Bowl. Of course, Dennis Gates and the Basketball Tigers last year make the tournament. 
They win a tournament game. Now we sit here a year later. Desiree's gone. The basketball program is oh for everything in the SEC. <laughs> oh, do, dear. You do have Eli Drinkwitz. You, yeah. He's got a lot of power right now in that in that athletics department. And I think a lot of people believe Drink might have uh, a bit of a say on who the next athletics director is. Hey, at this point, he's earned a lot of that power. But it doesn't mean there's any less uh, disruption inside that athletics department right now. And it's just it's a major bummer because I think Desiree had a really good thing going. But it does sound like there were, at the very least, some disagreements going on between her and folks uh, on that board of curators at Mizzou. Took a pay cut to do it. She did. Exactly right. She took a pay cut to go to Arizona, where the cost of living more expensive than it is in Columbia. I I mean, by all accounts, money not necessarily an object here. But you're right. She takes a job with a pay cut at a less prestigious conference quite frankly, at a less prestigious school in the University of Arizona, certainly not more prestigious than Mizzou. Um, yet there, there had to be some, some extenuating uh, circumstances going on, going on, no doubt about it. Could have mm-hmm. gone to University of Phoenix. That would have probably hurt her. Right down the road, though. though. Right down the road. She, she could. Is that a place? <laughs> I always thought that was like a mail-order college. It, yeah, it's just online, I think. But yeah, didn't, I it, but didn't it originate in, in Phoenix? I, mean, I don't isn't think Isn't there so. an actual campus uh, there? I think there's some guy <laughs> named Phoenix. I hear Maybe. they got a good team this year. Yeah, they're they're going to be fine. Have we heard specific names who might uh, step into the shoes at Mizzou? There are some names swirling around. Ren Baker is one who has uh, worked at Mizzou. He's at West Virginia right now. Um, the the woman who was promoted to interim athletics director, uh, I think has got uh, a very good resume, could be an internal candidate there at Mizzou. There are going to be a lot of individuals that, that, uh, that pop up here, but I think you're going to need to find somebody that can work with the board of curators, hopefully there's a, there's a synergy in place. Hopefully a synergy with with the football and the basketball coach. Is it's there a, any blowback to this board? Like, hey, you cost us a someone. Um, I, I mean, I think there is. I think the the vocal Mizzou contingent, be it on social media or anywhere else, they know what's going on here, and they feel like uh, that that there certainly folks on the board of curators might be at least partially responsible for this. But I mean, quite frankly, we don't know the inner workings here. And I mean, there might be some blame on, on Desiree's plate. I'm not, uh, I'm not entirely sure, but it certainly sounds like it was not a harmonious existence between uh, all sides. And you, you need that, you need that synergy. You need to find a group of folks that can get along and because for Mizzou, this will be their fourth athletics director in seven years mm. by the time they're hired. It's That's not great. Any truth to the rumor that your guest on the big sports show tonight is Bill Belichick? From what I understand, he's working to be here tonight. So we'll let you know. In Exciting. studio? Maybe. What else are you doing? Uh, Martin will be live at 6 o'clock here tonight. Ben Fred with me. We'll do some winners and losers. Talk about this athletics department situation. Working on a guest from the Battlehawks and their, and their new put together coaching staff so we'll uh, let you know about that later on today and uh, we'll look forward to seeing everybody at six o'clock tonight sounds great guy never stops take a break be right back i hit you with quite a few scary stories yesterday about things 
pummeling to the earth and stuff like that. Um, here's another one. Stanley tumblers have uh, lead in them. We've heard that. That's going to go to court. But here's what Stanley is saying. Hey, we have the lead pellets seal the vacuum insulation in the base, but don't worry about it. The liquid doesn't come in contact with the lead pellet. Why are they using lead at all? Maybe that's how those are made. Well, sure. But when we learned, like with the paint, that it caused problems in people, why wouldn't they just abandon that and start using something else? Why don't they use whatever they use for that used to be lead pencils, whatever that material is? Lead? No, because I think they have something other than lead now. I don't think they use. Marshall's coming. He's right around the corner. Okay, well, we can ask him. Welcome to Lead Pencil Talk. It just huh. seems straight. By the way, the courts are filled filled with lawsuits against Stanley. And what's the other one that everyone's uh, gaga over? The drink cups. I don't know. Oh, Yetis? Yeti. I guess, is Stanley the newest one that everyone's flipping out over? Yeah. Okay. Um, Yetis were okay, though. They didn't have lead, did they? Not No. Did that surface that those had lead? Not that I've ever heard. If I was the PR guy for lead uh, for Yeti, I would be shouting it from the mountaintops. Get our mugs. We don't have lead. Of course, I'm not a PR guy. All right, a feel-good story because I feel like I owe you one. Haven't had a lot of these. Just it's- so you know, real quick before MythBuster, there's no lead in pencils. Rather, the core is made of a non-toxic mineral called graphite. Just letting you know. I wonder why they call it lead in your pencil. Well, because it used to be made of lead, so why don't they put graphite in the Stanley Cups and we can all march on? Excellent. There you go. Absolutely. Problem solved. Check. Thank you. I know graphite's used in, like, golf club shafts and skis and all kinds of stuff. So here's a, it's a nice story. It really is a nice story. I'm not reeling you in and then going to hit you with, and then they died. Um, it was a lovely gesture for a Walmart cashier on Valentine's Day. And it's going vi- uh, viral. Maybe you've already seen it. Um, popular YouTuber named Devin Wardlow and an Instagram influ- influencer. Standing in line at a Walmart store February 13th, overheard the cashier's conversation with another customer in front of him. He heard the cashier say she planned to buy herself some flowers for Valentine's Day because nobody else would be buying her some. So Wardless says he left the line, picked up an extra bouquet of roses to give to the cashier. After paying for the roses, he surprises the employee by saying, these are for you. Happy Valentine's Day. Isn't that sweet? And then she called the police. (laughs) (laughs) And then he was arrested for shoplifting. Two sets of flowers in his back pocket. But I think that's lovely. Kind of like the paying it forward kind of thing, possibly. So super questions for Marshall, I think, this week. One that has been burning a hole in my brain for years. 
because I'm a I'm a pretty big fan of beef jerky and those beef sticks. Um, and usually when you buy a package of them, there's that little envelope that says, please do not eat. Really? I don't, I've never eaten one of those. Which is pretty easy because it doesn't look like the food that's in the package, so you don't. It's, uh, I don't know, silicone or something that's in there. To Pro- keep it fresh? Yeah, probably lead. Um, <laughs> and honestly, I don't know. I don't know why it's in there, and I don't know why it's in some things and not in others. And I cannot tell you how much this has bothered me over the years. And I have a feeling when we part company in an hour, I'll sleep better because we'll know. So put that one in front of Marshall. We're going to get some answers, kids. We are going to get some answers. I have a story to scare you, but I'm going to wait. What else? Melania uh, is going to be traveling on the campaign trail. We haven't seen much of her. Yeah, I saw a clip of him talking about that last night, saying that she's a private person. She doesn't like being out in front like that, but she will do it for the country. I mean, last time I remember seeing her is when she did the White House decorations. With the red trees and everyone was so mean about it. It was awful. And that was was. years ago. Uh, And then nothing. So she's going to be out and about on the campaign trail, I'm sure. Max is going to track her down and get her on the show, along with Rebecca Black. So this is going to be fun. Tomorrow, come out to Collinsville. Join me, the woodworking show going on out there, and we will be in the middle of it. It'd be nice to meet you, and I'm sure I'm going to learn some things because anything about woodworking would be something I would be learning. KTI St. Louis, it is 2 o'clock. Best listen closely. Josh and Heidi coming up an hour from now. So all the more reason to just hang with us. Uh, we'll talk to Alex Stone a little bit later on, unless he has AT&T and his phone's not working. We'll find out. Good point. We will find out. And a bunch of stuff in between. In fact, Marshall Brain is in the green room waiting to uh, join us on the air. And who am I to stop him? I won't. Uh, Carnival's coming up Saturday night. I can't wait to uh, get back together with you on Monday and tell you about all the fun. And for those of you that got tickets and are going, I can't wait to meet you and talk to you. Um, You've heard about our auction and the Taylor Swift stuff and the uh, uh, Kelsey stuff we have. The auction will go online tomorrow morning. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, uh. So even if you're not going, you can bid on the items in the auction. So plan on that. I'll remind you of that tomorrow. Um, And there you go. So at the event on Saturday, along with the great auction items and two incredibly funny comedians, we'll have 15 outstanding, outstanding restaurants. And... Of course, we're having them back again this year because they're that good. Sugar Fire Smokehouse, bring in the brisket. Yes, they are. Are they really? Oh, yeah. How'd you talk them into that? Um, You know what? They have probably been with me since they've existed. Oh, that's nice. So, yeah, very cool. Uh, And Pappy's comes too. Um, They're all one big happy family. 
Pappy's makes some really good ribs. I'm like, don't bring the brisket because that's kind of, it's kind of Sugar Fire's gig, and their brisket is amazing, second to none. So, brisket sandwiches awaiting you, and uh, so excited about Ben Peremba joining the group. He's making matzo ball soup from Deli Divine. That will be there for the sampling. But usually Sugar Fire has the longest line. And I'm so busy Saturday night running around, talking to people, putting out fires. I don't get to eat. It's like your wedding reception. You had all the trouble to try these foods and pick things out and maybe not shellfish because I think my uncle has an allergy. And then the event comes and you don't eat anything. You don't have any time. You know where I usually stand? I'm not going this year, but is it the walkaway waffle counter? The walkaway waffle people are back, and they are right next to Clementine. Stop it. So you can make yourself a little something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. If you see someone that looks like me just coming up for some waffles in the ballroom, <laughs> it's not me. Just so you Waffles so no. in the ballroom, Max? Mm. No. Ah. Oh. There Tough. have been some keepers. Tough cookie. Apparently, it's catch and release day on the show. So anyway, Sugar Fire is going to be there. And like I said, I don't get a chance to eat. So before the doors open, right before they open, every single year, I go over to Sugar Fire and eat a rib. <laughs> One rib. One rib. And then, I, of course, I have to go to the bathroom and wash it off my face. I want to greet people looking like a circus clown. Sorry, Max. Um, yeah, so that's where I started. You might want well to start there, too, because it's that good. And if you don't go, you could celebrate on your own. There's a Sugar Fire near you, and they're open every day. It's Sugar Fire Smokehouse. Check them out online, and then go, go, go. Go, dog, go. Sugarfiresmokehouse.com. What would you do with a brain if you had one? If I only had a brain. Science. Brain. Glancing at the Michael's Bath text line really quick as we uh, bring in Marshall Brain, someone asking, do you have a video of your wedding reception? Um, (laughs) No, but thank you for reminding me. I haven't gotten the gag in yet. Uh, Hello, Marshall Brain from MarshallBrain.com. Greetings. How are y'all? Things are pretty good. Great. Pretty good. Now, your barbecue... And your neck of the woods has mustard, right? Oh, you know, I live in Raleigh, and Raleigh is right in the middle between at least two camps on barbecue. There's the whole tomato-based sauce camp, and then there's the whole uh, vinegar and mustard and what you're talking about camp that is an east-west divide and a source of much much debate. Fighting yeah. words. Um, exactly. I like it all. I like it all. You can go to Kinston, North Carolina, and they have this giant barbecue festival every summer. So that's your other option if you want to, you know, really get deep into the whole barbecue thing. I don't know if that's one of the big five. They have... Uh... Memphis and May. The Memphis and May, the Kansas City, the Royal is another one. And like the big five, if you get awards there, you'll you can open a restaurant and make a ton of money. Money. That's how it works. All right. Um, silica packets. I have always wondered 
why is this in here? And what if I did eat it? And why is it not in some things? And it is in under, in, in other stuff. Tell me. Okay. Tell me now. Well, where have, where have we seen it? In a shoebox. Like yeah, beef, beef jerky. Yeah. Beef, beef jerky, jerky and shoeboxes. That makes sense. And whiskey. Right. Vitamin pills usually have it, or, you know, a lot of them do. Uh the whole electronic side of things. Why? So, so we see it a lot, and the the idea behind silica gel, it's really just sand uh, that's been specially activated, so it's super porous. And because sand is silica and oxygen mixed together, it happens to have this love of of water molecules so you make the silica gel then you put it in the little packet and then you stick it let's say you stick it in your bottle of vitamins the reason you do that is because when you transport the vitamins or you buy them at the store and put them in the trunk of your car and there's a say it's really cold really fast and there's any moisture in the bottle, any humidity, that humidity is going to condense and then it's going to get on your vitamins and they're going to get all, you know, weird because of the water. So the silica gel is there to suck the humidity out of the air that's inside the bottle so it can't possibly condense. And that's the same thing with leather because it would... You know, it would cause spots or mold on the leather. Oh, so that's why they put it in shoes. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, if you buy beef jerky, you'll often find it does have silica gel in it. Yeah. And then it has this other packet, which is an oxygen scrubber, which is sucking the oxygen out of the inside of the package so that any bacteria can't even get a foothold. They're dry and they have no oxygen. So, is that uh, healthy to consume that? Silicon gel, it really is just sand. So, it, I mean, is it healthy to eat sand? <laughs> no, I'm saying, is it healthy to eat the jerky with all the chemicals in there? Oh, you know, the silicon gel really is just sand. So, that's harmless. It's considered a food additive that you're allowed to put in food. And the oxygen scrubber is really just iron filings that rust. Mm. And when they rust, you, you like you mix the iron with a little salt so that it rusts even faster. And as it rusts, it's sucking the oxygen up. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but if you take a box of cornflakes and put a magnet on it. Oh, I do little, that all the time. What? Yeah, there's little flecks of iron in the you are lying right now. Wait, would say wait, let him say it again. You put a magnet on your box of cornflakes and what happens? Well, you, time travel. You put it on the bag of cornflakes, the box. You, you don't want to be able to watch, right? So, you have a clear bag inside the box and the iron, when they say, oh, these cornflakes fortified with iron, <laughs> what they mean is, well, we just put some really small iron filings in here, and boom, 
<laughs> iron fortified. So, uh, so you can you can often uh, pick up some of those tiny flecks of iron out with a magnet and your cornflake. That's insane. Something to I know. I I'm wow. never having breakfast cereal again. So much for the most important <laughs> meal of the day. What about cherries? They can eat cherries again. <laughs> they don't use the silica chips, do they? Wait, there's one more thing about silica gel before we jump. Is that have any of you like my wife likes to preserve flowers by drying them, and the way you do that is you go to some craft store and you can buy silica gel by the bucket, and uh, you know it's like just a bucket of sand basically. But if you stick a a flower, a live flower, a rose or a chrysanthemum or whatever in the silica gel. It'll suck all the water out of the flower, so it keeps its shape and some of its color. But now it's dry and it'll, you know, last for a century or something. Oh, cool! So that's another use for silica gel. I think that's what they did to Steven Tyler. <laughs> they put so, him in a big vat of I silica saw a gel. Recent picture looks like all of the moisture has been sucked out of the man. So Max mentioned cherries. So you might not want to listen to this if you're a fan. Well, this there's cherries like we pick them off the tree and we eat them plain. That you know that's uh, fine, right? No one has any problems with that. And when they're in season, they're delicious. But uh, maraschino cherries, on the other hand, which you would typically find in in a Shirley uh, Temple, yeah. like the one the kids yeah. will drink, like. I mean, this is turns out not just the drink is so bad for them, but the, these fruit, the quote unquote cherries. Oh man, they strip everything so out. So bad, and they've got red dye number forty. No wonder they eat sixty of them in a banana split. <laughs> right, you get them on ice cream. You get them in, you know, some bar drinks have them in, and whatever. So those are uh, more decoration maybe than uh actual fruit by the time but you basically you have to take a normal cherry and then you have to soak it uh in a kind of acidy brine you know salty water brine kind of thing to like you would do with a pickle you know you take a cucumber and you soak it in a brine vinegar solution yeah and it and it turns the the cucumber into a pickle, which will last, you know, for decades if you keep it in a jar that's sealed because bacteria don't like salty, vinegary, acidy stuff. So it's a way of preserving stuff. But no one would want to eat a pickled cherry. <laughs> that just sounds gross. So, so then you take it and you uh, soak it in a... A uh, solution of mostly sugar, and then Julie's right. It's got a bunch of red dye number 40 in it uh, for the color because, you know, it's lost its, a lot of its cherryness as part of being pickled. And then uh, so you soak it in that for a long time, like a month, to turn it back into something sweet. And also, like honey – uh, this sugary red dye <laughs> number seven solution is shelf stable, so you don't have to refrigerate these cherries uh, 
anymore. They can just sit in the bar or in the ice cream shop without or the trash can. Oh, really? <laughs> And this we give horrific. them to our kids I as know. a special well, treat. Well, we've all eaten them probably. at restaurants. Like a lot of them. Yeah, like a lot Ooh. of them. I will drop a few extra bucks and buy the Luxardos because there really is a difference. They're amazing. Now, do they go through the same process? Get a grip. Well, I'm sure they have their own secret recipe like a lot of these places do. Yeah, I think. But, uh, but you know, basically, you're just. If you wanted to make a really sweet pickle, you do the same thing. You just soak the pit. Well, you turn the cucumber into a pickle, and then you'd soak the pickle in sugar water for a really long time, <laughs> you know, like a month. And boom, you'd have a sweet pickle instead of a, you know, a pickle pickle. <laughs> just, All right. We did talk the other weird. day about penny loafers. Yes, and was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. And do people really put a penny in their loafers? And they did at one time. Max was just like never heard of gobsmacked this. by this whole concept of penny loafers. I mean, I've heard of the penny loafer, but I had no idea that anybody put any amount of change in their shoes. I always thought it was for luck, but I think that there's more to it. Well, it's... There's wide, wide differences of opinion, like it was barbecue with uh, penny loafers. But if we were to get in the time machine and we were to go back to the 1930s, exactly, it's great that the time machine gets its own musical bump. That's awesome. So we get in our time machine, we go back to the 1930s, and there's this photo spread, I think in Esquire magazine or something. And it features Norwegian fishermen wearing these slip-on shoes that, for some reason, captured the imagination of some people. They think these shoes they're wearing, without laces, right? They're slip-on shoes. They think, oh, man, this is cool. So the shoe industry picks up, and they create a – we. We would traditionally call it like a moccasin-style shoe because it's slip-on, but it picks up the name Loafer, and it also picks up the name Weijin. And you think, well, where does Weijin come from? And that's because Norwegian. They just picked up the last part of that word. And so you'll hear penny loafers called a couple different things. But then uh, it gets picked up in Ivy League colleges as the the shoe. So, like you know, like people go through these phases or these fads. Uh, what were the shoes girls wore that were black and white? Saddle, uh, saddle. shoes? Yeah. Where did, like, why would anybody wear shoes? <laughs> but, yeah. I have a pair of brown saddle shoes. <laughs> I, wear them, I wear them a lot. I rest my case. Do they look like panda bears? I mean, really. My boys had those and they were babies. They were so cute. Don't hate. Stick to the penny lines. Okay. okay. So anyway, there are fads in shoes. So the penny, well, the loafer, as it got pushed out, uh, you know, it just went through this incredible fad phase. And it had that strap on it with the little cutout in the shape some would say in the shape of uh, like a lipstick stain, if you look at how that little cutout is shaped. And 
somehow uh, there's a, you know there's one myth that people would put pennies, two pennies in their two shoes so that if they got stuck somewhere and needed to make a payphone call, they would be able to pull those two pennies out and make a call. I like that, it. That's the myth. Now, oh. there's a lot of debate about whether you could actually make a call with pennies in the 1940s, 1950s. But it's fun to say, but it's probably more, you know, someone cool did it, and then someone else thought, oh, man. That someone cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes, exactly. Indeed. All right, buddy. That's how a lot of stuff happens. In uh, we're working on we're working on new questions as we speak. So get ready. Thanks for clearing up uh, well everything in the world for us in uh, 15 minutes. So thank you, Mike. Thanks, Marshall. Have fun. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye bye. See, we did learn stuff. Yeah, we did. A lot of stuff I didn't know about. A lot of stuff. I still don't know what the significant like. Is it good luck? I thought did so. Did he address that? I don't think he mentioned that. Oh, well, get to the bottom of it. Traffic coming up in just a minute. Hang on. One of the great stories about Lordo's Diamonds is when the longtime boyfriend gets down on his knee. Pretty day out there. Hopefully the traffic isn't bad. Let's check in with Captain Paul Kotsky in the KTRS Traffic Center. Julie, the roadways are pretty quiet right now. Road work on westbound 70 at 370 has the left lane closed. Construction on westbound 44 past Antire is blocking the left lane. And there's a stalled car on the shoulder on northbound 270 just south of 44. From the KTRS Traffic Center, I'm Captain Paul Kopsky on the Big 550 KTRS. Thanks, Capitan. Are you going to uh, ride shotgun with me and uh, come broadcast from the woodworking show in Collinsville tomorrow? Is that tomorrow? It is. I think I have to be here. Yeah. He's oh. got a day job. Okay. He doesn't want to go with you. Yeah. All right. I'll would, just say it. I would go. Would go. Oh! <laughs> See, this is why I need you. What? <laughs> Teach that. You can't. Clip that one off. Oh. Yeah, you can't teach it. Folks, the only traffic report with a two-drink minimum. Thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, it is 2.32. So when you were a kid, or even now, did you play with Legos? Yeah, I did. I played with Legos and built things. Did you do that as a younger adult? No, only as a kid, probably like single digits. Like a 25-year-old? Well, yeah. I, mean, I guess it is It is a big deal. Like there's those little fish tanks now and yeah. really I intricate mean, things. Josh loves yeah. them. He's a grown man with a family of his own, and he buys them. Fairly grown. Um, and I, I was into it. And when the boys were young, I got it for them, and I would build stuff with them. So it's been in my world for a while. But I had no idea they made random gold ones and random silver ones. And they're so rare, it's like a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory golden ticket. And one has just been unearthed. And I didn't know this. I didn't know this, this either. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, but it came in a box full of random jewelry and when they discovered what they had, they were stunned. Now they're hoping to maximize the donation because it was at a goodwill uh, place. They estimate it will bring them 
maybe five grand. So they put it up for auction, and at last check, they got a bid for $33,000. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And it's not even a gold Lego. It's just gold-colored, like Donald shoes. So it's not made of gold, just I know, plastic? I, I don't think so. It doesn't, it doesn't say. I would think if it was, uh, they'd mention it. They make some silver ones, some platinum ones, but apparently this gold one's so rare, $33,000. I don't think I'd buy it. Because, Why not? <laughs> Why? Because uh, it's $33,000? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that might have something to do with it. Can you loan me 33000 You got it, buddy. All right. Now, I don't think a $33,000 gold Lego would hurt as much on your foot in the middle of the night if you stepped on it. You think? Gold softer than plastic. What was it that you wanted to ask Paul earlier in the show? It was about the Super Bowl party he's going to. No, it wasn't. No, I probably waved that off yesterday. I'm well, done. There you We're go done with again. that. I'm done. What are you doing for the World Series? Oh, World Series? <laughs> well, it's uh could be as many as seven nights. I'm gearing up. Yeah. Gearing up. You got a party planned for that already? Uh, No, I haven't planned that far ahead. Wow. Yeah. What was I going to ask him? Ask Max. He's the youngin' in the room. We talked about it in the first hour that Captain Paul would be the perfect person. Oh, for news stories. Yeah, like to do the news, news story. Oh, week. Yeah, that's what yes. it was. Of course. We used to play a game with our newsman on the show. And over the course of a week, as we looked at different news stories, when we caught a headline that was funny or ridiculous or whatever, we'd save them. And then we'd come together once a week and have a contest of a headline off of who had the most ridiculous headlines. They had to be real headlines. But that news guy left. And the game has been dormant for close to a dozen years. He's no longer with us. No. No, he went to, like, Channel 5. He's oh, still, okay. he's, well, he's still alive. alive. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody oh, look wow, in? that was a dark turn. Seriously. No, Anybody look game. in on him just to be sure? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Although he borrowed a DVD and never gave back. That was a little harsh. So that was the game. And we all thought you would be a great person to revitalize that contest. Well, the first thing that comes to mind, and I don't know how outrageous this is, but there's a large sinkhole at the intersection of Idaho and Blow in South St. Louis alongside Law 55 in Loftborough. Is that a yes or a no? Uh, maybe. Why don't you give him some examples of what these headlines sound like? What reminded me of that was a headline I saw today. Chaotic moment. Rookie cop fail, uh, fatally shoots bipolar man armed with plastic fork. That kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, run-of-the-mill headline stuff. And then we throw them out there and Julie and Max say, eh. I think Paul's were the best. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything really good for you, John. I'll help you find some. Well, not on the spot, but Maybe next week. I'll help you win. Start saving them. Okay. Throughout the week. I'll keep my eyes and ears open next week. We'll pull the money on it. Yeah. So, yeah. Why not? Okay. Game on, kids. Game on. Apparently, everybody's up to speed on Colin. Yeah, his sister-in-law is texting in. Went to uh, Atlanta and is now working for CNN. 
Good for him. Colin. Yeah, he's a wow. good guy. That's fantastic. You probably haven't seen him, have you, Julie? Uh, no. Nah, <laughs> never. Um, yeah, I know. You were talking earlier about the, the golden Lego, and then you, would I'm, you buy it? And then Captain stuck. Paul maybe wanted it alone. And then I started thinking of Jim Regna from Triad Bank and how people go for loans all the time for business loans, small business loans. That's what they run their business on. That is what Triad Bank is all about, all about helping to power live and local business here in St. Louis. If other places have said no, can't help you, or there's been just too much red tape, you might as well go and give it a try at Triad Bank. They've got two locations, one in La Chateau Village at Clayton and Lindbergh. I love La Chateau. I just love to say it. Probably saying it wrong because I'm from St. Louis, but La Chateau is where Triad Bank is. The other location is just west of 270 on Olive, right next to Genovese Jewelers. Triad Bank, the place to go for small business loan or any of your banking needs, live and local and very personal too. They would love to have you as their customer. Triadbanking.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard it all before. It's two, uh, 2.42 and Josh and Heidi coming up. Julie, Max, and me just uh, hanging out, killing time tomorrow uh, I've been saying that the the woodworking show was in Collinsville, but technically, technically, it is in O'Fallon, Illinois. They're all, I think they're all right next to each other. But uh, if you want specifics, it is uh, at the um, car place there. I'm just full of information. Gateway Classic Cars. That's the place. So Gateway Classic Cars in O'Fallon. Just next to Collinsville, I should get partial credit. But uh, thank you, texters, for helping me out on that. They're front. looking out for you. Yeah. Well, where were you an hour ago when I said it the first time? But that's okay. Oh, I've been told not to correct John Carney. Well, that hadn't stopped you. <laughs> um, hmm, 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 hmm. This will make you uh, put more faith in our prison system in Nevada prison officials there discovered that a convicted murderer was accidentally released ahead of schedule they say say incorrectly released from custody Um, they just discovered it and he was released a year and a half ago. Oh my gosh. And he's out there just Yeah. It's like where's where's Jeremy? Jeremy the Jeremy? serial killer? Yeah, Jeremy Kelly. Charged with first degree murder. Oh and they accidentally released him. And I, I don't know how they found out if it went a year and a half without noticing. You know, I would think there were bed checks in twelve months. Wouldn't you have to have like a hearing and, you know, yeah, like be reporting in with someone? I don't think that they just take you, put you away for first degree murder, and then just say, "See ya." Or maybe, Max would yeah. say, See ya. maybe it's how he found out he had to go to his hearing, and they went to go get him, and he wasn't in the cell. <laughs> what, what happened to Jeremy? He's been gone for a year. Jeez, Louise! Keep up the good work, guys.
Keep up the good work. Max, I hope you're going to send Carney with an on-air for you banner for tomorrow. We don't have one, but thanks for the help. Text her on the 619. I love that. 84126. Oh, next door to Menards, it says on the text line from the 618. That's convenient. Yeah. This is creepy. Not something you'd expect if you worked for the uh, subway department in New York. A human leg was discovered on the tracks of a subway line in the Bronx Saturday. Um, The leg was removed. An investigation is ongoing. There was no body found anywhere. Just a leg on the track. And the rest of the story gives particulars about the where's and when's and doesn't really share much information. But the one other sentence that jumped out at me was the line, the conductor was able to stop the train before running over the leg. So at that point, what's the difference? You know, the body's gone. The leg is not living on its own. Well, I mean, evidence. You need to find out who it belonged to. Is this your leg? Excuse me. Is this your leg? I woke up one sock too many. Um, yeah. Horrific. I know, it's just, like something out of a horror movie. Yeah. They found a leg. Weird. Okay. <laughs> and Cardi's like, I run it over. <laughs> I mean, you could still, you know, use the toes or whatever to oh. identify oh. who's missing a leg. That's what I do, always do. Stop it. And this Don't little piggy. The this little piggy apparently went on the subway. Hello? Something else scary for you, just because I like to do it. Man in Massachusetts arrested on Monday. Cops pulled him over. They found cocaine in his car. Bad thing. You get in trouble for that kind of stuff. But you know what else they found in his car? A U.S. Army rocket launcher. Huh. How do you get your hands on one of those? I guess you're in the Army and you swipe it. This is terrifying. Probably the same person you got the cocaine from. Yeah, hey, it could be. He yeah. runs in low circles. Right. Probably Jeremy from the <laughs> Phoenix Jail. Yes. Yeah, a rocket launcher. But I got to tell you, secretly, I think it'd be kind of cool to have a rocket launcher. Yeah, that's. I get it. It's not on your list. It's not on my list, but I could see you thinking that that would be you neat. You could too. aim it at the errant legs that you find. Yeah. Last time I shot one was my first wedding video. From the text I line. I panicked. I only had 13 Collinsville minutes. does not even touch O'Fallon, Illinois. No way, no how. Yeah, everybody's a geographer. <laughs> I'll use Google. It'll get me lost. Instead. That's what it does for me. I, oh, I'm so furious. It doesn't like me. And you, I yell at my AI. I couldn't find the physical therapy appointment yesterday. It was in Clayton that none of the buildings... It, it couldn't find the address. I'm walking around, then I put it in my phone, and it's like, you're right here. So and then I, I you would yell at your AI, oh, and totally. my, my wife gets upset with me because I'm overly polite. I'm like, Thanks. yes, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. Thanks for the number. Oh, Max is like having an affair with his AI. No, I've caught myself doing that, too. Thanks, Alexa. Wait a minute. You're not even real. Thanks, Alexa, you sexy beast.
Yeah, you could have told me where O'Fallon was, Alexa. What's wrong with you? (laughs) It's 2.48. We'll check in with Alex Stone here in just a minute. Good tomorrow. Even though we'll be in O'Fallon, Illinois, which is right next to Chicago. Um... (laughs) We'll be at the woodworking show. And uh, along with the folks running that and all the woodworkers, I'm sure McGraw is going to be out there. But we're also going to have Tom O'Keefe as well to talk movies. So plan on. Do you have a giveaway this week, Maxie? I have a giveaway this week because we won't be doing no the show because there's no Julie Buck. But I have a Maxim Movies giveaway. Plus, we'll have Tom O'Keefe talking about Anyone But You, which is the movie that I saw this week as well. And Skyman Bob Berman will be on the show tomorrow as well. Plus, we'll have some woodworking guests. It's going to be a fun show. Tune in. Also, John Keonis on the show tomorrow, the host of What Would You Do, the very popular television show from ABC. He's on the show tomorrow, too. I'm going to listen. It's uh, 2.50. Alex Stone joins us. Didn't happen to me, but my event chair for my charity event, which is in 48 hours, uh, was frantically texting saying, my phone doesn't work this morning. And a lot of other people saying the same. An outage looks like largely with AT&T, but nobody knows what happened and what the status is now. Somebody does. Somebody does. I do. I'll, I'll tell you. Alex I hate Stone. To, um, yeah, so AT&T just a couple of minutes ago said that they have now fully restored their uh, their services and everybody's back online now. But this was an AT&T thing. It was not Verizon or T-Mobile. There were some early reports that Verizon and T-Mobile customers couldn't make phone calls yeah. out. But they're saying, no, that was those were people who were trying to call somebody who was on AT&T because uh-huh. the AT&T wasn't working. But the Verizon and T-Mobile are perfectly fine that... That it was AT&T and, uh, and any networks that, that use the AT&T network, some of the sub-networks that they go by other names. Um, this was also FirstNet, which is the first responder network that oh. is used. It's got the backbone of AT&T. So that's their computers and their patrol cars and their fire engines and their cell phones where they're supposed to get priority access to the network. That, that theirs went down. It wasn't for everybody, but was for a lot of customers on AT&T and FirstNet nationwide. And at this point, they don't know what it was. There is an investigation underway right now. The FBI and DHS, they're trying to figure out, was this a technical glitch or was it something more sinister like a cyber attack? Uh, We got a a memo that DHS uh, sent around internally saying the cause of the outage is unknown, but there are no indications of malicious activity. The bottom line, they don't seem to know. But AT&T, they've got to have a early indication being they were able to bring it back online of why it was going down to be able to bring it back online but uh publicly and even externally to government agencies they they aren't giving any indication of what it was yet i think they're lying i think they know exactly what it was they can't just say well we don't know well they can they develop the technology they well, know. you think to, to be able to get it back online, you would have to kind of know what you're dealing with and, yeah. and what it was. They yeah. have not shared that with government agencies yet. The FBI said that they are talking to AT&T, and if they figure out that it was malicious, so then the FBI will, will get involved. Um, and the, the, a lot of questions because Israel has been dealing with uh, telecom being targeted by oh, Iran wow. and, and its proxies. So could this be some kind of uh, an Iranian thing on on u.s telecom 
we don't know at this point. And uh, they, uh, AT&T was telling everybody, turn on your Wi-Fi calling, which if you don't have it on already, it's probably a good thing to turn on to, to use at home so that then when you make phone calls, just like you normally would, it utilizes your Wi-Fi in your home instead of a cell tower. And on the phone call, typically you can't hear any difference. Um, but this essentially made the, the cell towers for data and for phone calls uh, not available. It's like the tower wasn't there. So if you turned on Wi-Fi calling, that would work. But it also shows you how reliant we are now on cell technology. The people have gotten rid of landlines. Yeah, now that AT&T, they've got, I think they call it AT&T Air, which is home Internet, but it's pulling off of the 5G network and then putting out Wi-Fi in your home. So there's so much reliance now on cellular data, and then this goes down. You lose home Internet. You lose Internet on your phone. You can't make phone calls. We're just so reliant now. And then you couldn't charge your car, and you had to go charge it at Target, and it's a whole other thing. Uh, what a strange world we're living in. Carney brought it up earlier about people getting rid of landlines and that they're trying to phase those out. So this makes you kind of second-guess that, right? Yeah, and, like, I've got a landline at home, and I know we're like dinosaurs. The only people who ever call us. Are, we have uh, one, and Carney has one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah te- telemarketers. Yeah, yeah, nobody calls me. My parents used to call me on it, but they realized we don't pick it up at all, and if they leave a message, we're not going to call them back. So now they call in the cell. But it, even the, the landline that we've got is based on Internet. You know, it's, it's voice over IP, essentially. But when oh. Comcast sets it up for us, that's how they don't actually run copper lines anymore. So if the Internet goes down, your home phone goes down as well. Boom. Wow. I, you know, I, mine works. Your landline? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my, I mean, my landline works yeah. right now as well, but have you had the Internet go down and your landline still works? Exactly. I have. Uh, well, then maybe you've got Old Copper, but there, there's not a lot of it around anymore. Well, that's his nickname. We call him Old Copper oh, no. around they here. Do. <laughs> they do call me Old Copper. And and my whole neighborhood is only 20 years old. So I'm yeah. surprised they didn't already put in the technology that was there, which was better than the copper wire. Or not? Yeah, I mean, or maybe fiber optic in some way. Um, maybe you're new enough to your neighborhood to have that, but uh, that's great. You know, if you've got if it works when the internet's out, but a lot of people, when you order home phone service now, typically you're going to get voice over IP and it's connected to the internet. Call me on your landline sometime, Alex. Oh, that'd be fun. Call me on your cell phone or whatever that song is. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> right, oh. buddy. Why don't you lie down for a bit? We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll talk Bye. very soon. Thanks much. Old Copper. Old Copper. It's a personal victory when we can get network correspondents to act silly. Some are easier than others. Well, yeah. And thanks, thanks, John. Thanks, and John. When you got a super serious story, that's not the time to try to get them to do that, but... Alex plays along probably the best. I and agree. Andy Field, too. Julie, we'll see you on Monday. See you on Monday, yeah. fellas. Bye, Jules. Bye. I'll see you somewhere <laughs> in Illinois tomorrow. <laughs> it's the Woodworking Show. So for Julie Buck and Max Poise, I'm John Carney. Thanks for listening. Josh, Heidi, next. And in the meantime, do me a favor. Be good to each other. <laughs>